This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I feel like I've been doing these pretty regularly lately, which is like exciting for me because I'm very inconsistent on the pod and I don't have people on unless they ask. And whoa. Guess who asked? Kayla. Um, well, not technically Kayla. Kayla's people asked. And now we have Kayla on. She's a 6'2", sacral generator, spiritual mindset coach for entrepreneurs. And she's now on the pod. Hi. Welcome, Kayla. Oh my gosh. I love your energy. I'm so excited to be on. And I'm really happy that you accepted the request and that we get to have a conversation today. And I'm excited to bring you know as much value as possible to your audience. Yeah, so that's how you get on this podcast. You, one, have to know anything about human design really at all. And then you have to ask me because I'm trying to follow my my waiting for the invitation whole deal with this. So it feels very strange, but I'm just allowing it to happen. And it has been happening fairly consistently. Sometimes it goes a little while, but oh, well. That's fine. I like, I, I think this is a good idea because then people that are on are really excited to be on like you and want to talk to me about human design, which is the main reason I made this podcast in the first place was so that I could talk to people about human design who knew what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> it really is. That's really the only reason I made it. And now other people like it. So I keep going. Okay. So Kayla. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you are into right now, how you found human design, that whole deal. Yes. Okay. I'll tell you my, my story and how human design just fell into my lap, which I feel like that's usually what happens for people. Human design mm-hmm. finds people. Usually people don't find human design, right? It's like a calling. Mm-hmm. So I started my business about four years ago and it's been a very up and down journey. I love being transparent about it. I'm not someone who scaled quickly to quote six figures or multiple five-figure months. Like I'm really somebody who's just passionate about the journey and helping other people normalize their experience just because my my conscious son is 36. The -hmm. gift of humanity and compassion is so real for me. So when I started my business back in 2019, I didn't know anything about human design. I was somebody who came into the industry because I had experienced a lot of personal development and coaching and I loved coaching. It wasn't because I was online and saw what people were doing. It was like in real life, I loved coaching. So Mm -hmm. I started my business in 2019 and I identified as a mindset coach first. And then I started to dabble and get into spirituality and like law of attraction and manifestation, the energy stuff, Reiki, did a lot of certifications in that work. And then it was in in the summer of 2019, I found human design because my friend had mentioned it on her podcast channel. And I was like, or she, sorry, she mentioned it on her stories. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked it up and I discovered that I was a generator and I was like, oh, that's fun. And I didn't understand anything about the body graph. It was just like, just chaos. And I thought, okay, I'm going to just put this aside. And it kept coming back. It kept coming back. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, I dove deep and I, um, I started to inquire a little bit more. And in 2021 last year, I dove into a certification program and it just like, it, I felt like that was the last piece for me as a generator. I was like, oh, this is my point of mastery. Like I meant to take this as a six, two to just run with it and share it. And just like, as a six line, be like, this is how we can use this work. I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship. So 
when I really started to dive into human design last year and really started to embody it, because it's two things to like know things about human design, but then really the art of embodying it, which like you gave a prime mm-hmm. example, you're a projector, you're going to wait for the invitation. Like it makes sense. Right. And mm-hmm. so this year and last year too, I started to dive a bit more into the gene keys and we'll talk about that in a little bit if you want to, but I just started to really look at, and I just love the nuance and the inclusivity that's possible with this work and sharing it with people. And just like, I'm sure that you know this, like when somebody learns about their human design and they just feel so seen, they feel so heard. And it's just, it's just so liberating because it's not generic. Like it's very specialized and it's very nuanced. And so this is really what I've been doing the last couple of years is just bringing that into my into my work, being transparent about my journey, the ups and downs, and just really feeling more at home with myself and having that, that compassion mm-hmm. because I have this tool. So that's kind of a quick summary of like what I've been doing the last couple of years in my business and how I discovered human design. And then I just went like all in with it. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I love, I, I found it similarly, similarly, I found it on a podcast. Somebody was talking about, uh, Genozo or Genozoe, I don't remember how to pronounce it, but yeah. And then I looked at my chart and I was like, oh, this is so neat. And so I was looking at things and then I realized like months into this that I had put my birth time in wrong and that I was, I thought it was a generator, a three, five generator for months and months. And then I was like, oh shoot, this isn't right. And I fixed it. And then I saw what I was and I was like, this thing is stupid. Oh I, no. I like did what you did. I put human design away and I was like, this is, but I was more angry. It was very third line burning it. I was like, I hate this thing. And so I was not into it, but like you said, it just kept coming around and I kept like looking at my chart and like reading about mental projectors. I was like, this sounds way too hard. I don't want to be this, like, this is too difficult. And so it took me a while to kind of reconcile it and be okay and then get re-obsessed with it but because I was mad for a minute because a mental projector life is kind of different in this world so I had to, to kind of come to the grips with that and I like I think it's so cool that you're a coach because I have no interest in coaching and I really thought that that's what I was going to do I was like oh yeah human design I'm totally going to be a human design coach like this that programs this six weeks that no I can't like I want to tell people their stuff and then be like bye and have them go away and then like maybe check back with them very rarely but I don't want to be with somebody for that long it took me a while to figure that out and I'm just now like realizing that I would like to consult like to come in and read for people that are in another coaching program, not mine, and then be gone with me. And they can come check me out on social media and ask me questions. And, you know, I'll still connect with people. I tag people all the time and bother them with all the human design knowledge that I know. And I just think that that's so interesting that you are a coach and what I thought, which is what I thought I wanted and when I was like, oh, no, that's not what you want. At first, I was I was like, well, you have to do that. Like, there's no other way to do this. But with human design, there's so many different kind of ways to go if you are trying to share it. And that's really what I'm trying to do is share. It sounds like the same thing with you is you're just, you really are passionate about it so much that you want to share 
and like how we make the money with it comes after that. Yeah, I think this has been the biggest thing for me. I mean, especially when I started to get into the gene keys and just talking about the pearl sequence, which is all about prosperity. And it's just really looking at how we can be of service. And I think that's one of the corruptions with the coaching industry is that it can be so money driven that we forget that we're actually like helping people, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're really making a difference for people and we care like human design is a tool to witness others and to support them. And I think that that can lose its shine when we start getting really focused on money. Like I think money is just going to be a consequence of how we serve others. And that's something that I really like come home to because I think it's important, of course. I feel like it's swapped this whole money talk too. It used to be like, everybody was afraid to talk about money, how much they made, like how much they charge, all this stuff. But now it's like, guess what? This week I made millions of dollars and, and everybody's chasing them going, how, 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 how? And they're like, I'll show you. And then they show you and you're still, you don't have a million dollars. Like she didn't hand you a million dollars. So you have to do it yourself. And I think that's the big thing is a lot of people, like you said, they hear like these stories about how people have up leveled their business, which is wonderful. And if they did that, that's fantastic. And I'm so happy for you, but it almost feels like they're throwing out this golden fishing line and it's like, come on, see what I got. And it's like, well, maybe show them what you got first before <laughs> like, you're going to make so much money. And it's not, and I have like a weird pass with money and like hanging up with money and all that stuff so maybe that's part of my conditioning with money is that when people talk about it and how they made it I'm like oh I don't I don't care because <laughs> I, I know that that I can't do it the same way I think that's what it is when I see coaches who really push like the abundance and the, you're going to make so much and you're going to do all this stuff I'm like I'm just going but I'm not you So it's not going to work the same way as it's working for you. And I think human design has helped me realize that a lot and like let myself off the hook instead of being like, why can't I do all the things that these people are doing? Well, I'm a mental projector. I have super inconsistent energy. I'm motivation innocence. I'm really not here to like do anything or want anything or care about anything. It feels really weird, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense to me so yeah the whole money thing it's yes we can talk about money and it's not like we shouldn't be afraid of it and it's an everyday thing and blah 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 but I don't know I like I said I think you the capacity you have for abundance and for financial security is really on you and not on whatever like coaching program you get excited about or sucked into because of their six-figure months Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so in your chart, do you have your throat Ajna and head defined or what, what do you throw Ajna only 1156 is my only channel. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I love to hear how even having like that undefined G center, like you're not being swooned into these environments where it's like, this is what, this is what I should be doing in the direction. And so on, like you're so connected with it's hard, you know, man. I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm like, Oh, I want to go this way. Look at this. Cool. And then I'm like, wait, that's their thing. And it, again, learning about the G center was one of the most important pieces of human design. When my, um, I did a mentorship ship with Jess Fields two years ago, like right in the middle of a pandemic, like the beginning of the whole thing. And 
when we learned about the G Center, I was like losing my mind. I was just crying and sobbing. I couldn't, I couldn't, because we're on cameras and I was just like, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just like my whole life. I thought I had to be something like I had to pick something and be something. My mom always said, you're, you know, pick, pick something, be this, do that. You're, she sort of said, you're so easily influenced by other people. And that really messed with me to think that that was bad. And to think that being a chameleon was a negative thing. That means I didn't have a, a like, I didn't have a, I wasn't a person. I didn't have a sense of self. I wasn't anything if I couldn't be one thing. And so when I learned about human side, see, it like messes with me still. Um, when I learned about the G Center and I was like, actually, you really, really aren't supposed to care, like be one thing or stick to one thing. And it's totally cool that you like this stuff that your friends like over here and then these other friends like this. And so you like this thing too. It's like, it's okay. And it really like, that was when I was like, oh man, it totally flipped with me. And I became super crazy about human design was when I realized I didn't have to be anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that about the G center for you because I, I kind of have the opposite experience where I have a very activated G center. The only gates that are not activated are 25 and 46. And the rest of them are mostly double, double activated. It's like conscious and unconscious. And so it's been really fascinating and it's been such a beautiful tool. Let's say like being a coach, being someone that works with other people, like right now I'm working with a client who's an undefined G center and I'm like hyper aware to not project my way of doing things, who I am onto her, unless mm -hmm. it resonates. I'm constantly like, hey, come back to your emotional authority and your sacral. Like, does this feel like you? Because yeah. I, that's one of the things like human design, it really does just, it's, it's interesting because it's such a paradox. You know, it can be this boundary tool, but it can also be liberating. And it's like liberating because it's a boundary tool. And then it's like, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always love it when I hear somebody who has an undefined or open G center and it's like, they find that peace of mind of like, I get to be a chameleon. I get to go into a room and really feel that energy. And my boyfriend, he described it so beautifully a few months ago. Luckily he's into human design too. So I like get to talk to him and geek oh with him God, about it. So <laughs> I know he's into it. He's into it. He told me, he's like, Kayla, he goes, I have an undefined G center. And I think one of the things with an undefined G center is that you really just get to experience life so deeply because wherever you go, you're like fully in it. And I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. I need to talk about this because I think it's so true. He's traveling right now. And I know that he will experience every country and everything that he does so fully because there's no consistency with identity. So when you're in Budapest, you're like in fucking Budapest. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. like it's so it's so cool how that's you know, the only you country I've been to out of the United States. That Budapest you just said. is in yes. in Europe. Yeah, that's the only. But you just said the only country I've ever been to. That was oh, weird. That, that's <laughs> so funny. That's literally where I think he just left, or he's in Budapest right now. That's why I said it. So <laughs> when I was like fourteen, I went to I went to Hungary with my class. Like literally, I've never been anywhere. Well, I've been to Mexico, but I live in California, so that doesn't count. That's so crazy that you said that. I love that. And That's I so love funny. that you give your clients a pass to like disagree with you and be like, you're like, hey, follow your strategy and authority. That's obviously not mine. So you might, I might say something and you might go, no. <laughs> and I think when people hire coaches or, 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 or begin a coaching program or anything like that, they're never going to say that. 
They don't, mm. they're going to say everything that you say. They're going to be like, oh yeah, yes, yes. Give me, yes, I have to do that. And yes, and yes, I agree with this. And I agree with that. And the fact that you're giving them permission to be like, mm, yes, but I'm going to do it this way because my authority is different than hers. And that you're cool with that. I think that's, that's awesome. Because then they have the freedom to disagree with you. Yes. You want to hear the- something really crazy? Sure. I have an undefined G, but I'm a Sphinx cross. So all of my incarnation cross gates are in the G center. Oh, that is I'm, so interesting. And I'm here to lead. I don't know how that's going to go, but I guess we'll see. You know, as a six line, it's like, uh, I guess I'm a role model. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm like post Saturn return. So it's definitely like I'm 32 years old and I can definitely see like when I was 29, like that was a very pivotal time in my life when I was going through that Saturn return. But like, being on the roof, it is a very different energy. Like, I really do feel like this sort of hermit, like reflecting on what the fuck just happened in the first 30 years of my life. Right. And then being able to be like, okay, this is how I see things. And it's, uh, it's, it is quite the journey, but yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. When I was 29, I decided to move to Colorado by myself. I didn't know what human design was. This was nine years ago. Um, but I had this feeling, this energy, but this is why I thought the G-Center stuff was so amazing because I had this feeling in my body that if I didn't leave, I would die. Like it was very intense and dramatic and I don't normally get like that. And I was like, this is not logical. And when things are not logical at that time, I was like, no, I'm not listening to that. I only listen to this part, obviously mental projector here, but I had to leave. Like I had to leave and I couldn't really explain it to anyone. And I'd never left. I grew up in California. I left them right there my whole life. I'd never been to Colorado. I picked it and I found an apartment on Craigslist and I just dragged all my stuff out here. And it was um, two months before my 30th birthday, maybe. So I really feel like even though I didn't know what human design was at the time, something energetically was like, hey, bitch, you need to like use this undefined G because you are too, like this place, you need to get out. You've never been out. You need to get out. So I got out and it was the best thing I ever did. I met my husband three weeks later. Oh, look at that. I, I love know. the divine timing. So genius. <laughs> like what the hell? I know, <laughs> so nuts. And I had a woman at my job tell me, she goes, when you get to Colorado, you're going to meet the man that you love. People hardly ever like get out of here with this. And, but then it happened. So it's crazy how this stuff kind of works out. And I, like I said, I've always been a very logical human being. So I don't like this stuff. I don't normally like this. (laughs) So the fact that I've been into human design for like four and a half years is kind of crazy to me. Okay. So I'm glad that you know stuff about the gene keys because I know nothing and I would like to know. And this is the best way that I learned. So why don't you tell us what the gene keys are for people who don't know what they are, which is me. Yes. Okay. So good. And I love that you and your audience obviously have like a great foundation to human design because then you're going to see the the transference and how like the similarities live in that. So we know that Ra is the creator of human design Mm -hmm. and Richard Rudd is the founder of the Gene Keys and he worked with Raw. So there's a lot of flavors of human design that come into the Gene Keys, which I think is really beautiful. So we know that in human design, there's 64 gates Mm -hmm. and in the Gene Keys, there's 64 Gene Keys. So the archetypes that we have in the gates of human design 
will be the same as what we have in the gene keys. So for example, we have three different sequences and 11 planets in the gene keys that create your hologenetic profile. So for example, uh, what that means is like, you're going to have the planets, like I'll just name some, like there's like unconscious and conscious sun, earth, moon, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, like those main planets. And basically those three sequences with the 11 planets, they create three different sort of pathways that you will go through. It's the whole thing's called the golden path. So the first sequence is your conscious sun and earth and your unconscious sun and earth, which interestingly enough, obviously makes up your incarnation cross. Mm -hmm. So those planets, that sequence is specifically about what you're here to physically experience in the world. And then we go into the Venus sequence, which is the second sequence. And this is all about opening up your heart. And it's all about diving into the inner child, like wounding, which obviously it's a freaking loaded sequence to go through because you really do open up your heart more. And then we go into the final sequence, which is the pearl sequence. And this is all about prosperity. This is all about our relationship to money and being of service. And this is kind of the, this sort of energy I was talking about earlier. It's like, how can we be of service in the coaching industry over just being money hungry? Right. Mm -hmm. And so these, each of these spheres are connected by different pathways and each of the spheres have the gene key. So for example, my life's work, which is the very first sphere of the activation sequence is my conscious sun. It's Mm 36.6. So you can contemplate the shadow gift and city of, of each of the gene keys in these spheres and really look at the different themes of each of the sequences. And the reason why I love the gene keys and I love human design is because obviously when we look at human design, we have like the body graph, like you look at, okay, there's body graph. I have a type authority. I have, you know, my defined and undefined centers. I have my gates. I have all the planets, you know, conscious and unconscious definition. We have all these things and it's, it's very kind of systematic and there's nuance, but it's also kind of rigid. Right. Mm -hmm. But with the gene keys, the gene keys, it's really hard to put this into a box because it's about contemplation. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the conscious sun energy in human design and gene keys. This is like your biggest personality energy. This is making up like 70% of your personality. This is like literally pun intended what you're here to shine as your conscious sun energy. Number one, I'm number one. Oh, are you? Oh my God. I love that. So I think that when I consider my life's work as 36, as an example, and it's like, this is what I'm here to share. It's like, I'm so into talking about the shit, the turbulence, like I freaking get it. And then we come into humanity and just looking at the humanness of people and their experiences, whether they are a business owner or not, like, it's just, I think it really creates this interconnectedness, right? Especially because it's in the emotional solar plexus. So this is how I kind of tie these things together. It's like, this is like, a, I'm here to express my emotions in this way, even though I don't have an emotional authority and it's not defined. So then, you know, we look at the highest expression of compassion and it's like, when you look, you consider that first gene key, that is like your biggest gift. That is here, what you're here. This is what you're here to shine is that, that psidic energy. So it's contemplating and looking at where is this showing up in my life? Where am I experiencing the shadows? And then I love to bring in human design and it's like, okay, if I'm in the shadow of turbulence, where am I not waiting to respond? Where am I not in my ideal environment? right? So you can mm-hmm. literally tie in human design to gene keys and like contemplate this, but it's very nuanced. It's very fluid and it's not so, it's not cut and dry, which I love. So I hope yeah. that, that little explanation kind of brings some clarity to you and your, and your listeners. Yeah. Well, I love, I mean, for me, one of my main things with human design is you're, you gotta, 
practice with it. You got to make mistakes. You got to know what your authority is and do the opposite thing. Like you have to try it all out to know how it's going to feel. And just like you said, there's some parts and there's some people that are into human design that are very rigid about the way that it works. And if you're not doing it this way, you're not near an experiment, you're not near experiment. And it's just some of that stuff. I'm just like, ah, okay. Well, as a three, six, my mind is just like, no, everybody's just got to mess everything up. And sometimes I feel like when I give that advice, I'm like, no, you can't tell everybody that they're not all threes, but like, that's really how I feel with human design. And ultimately it's called the experiment for everybody. It's not just the experiment for the third line. This is the experiment for all of you. So you're going to do it wrong and you're going to mess it up. And I like that you said the gene keys kind of has more of a fluid box that it's in. <laughs> like things are, can be taken in a different way. And if you look, if you read a certain thing about the shadow or the gift, you got also have to pay attention to your specific design because it's not the same for everybody. I've tried to get into the gene keys and I don't know. I have like such, I don't have a, a, the, the brain for like traditional study. Like one of my business partners of first line and I'm like, Dude, I don't know how you do this girl. She's like study notes, like organized, perfect, beautiful. And I'm like, I don't learn anything unless I'm where I'm doing this. I just don't, it just doesn't happen. So I don't is know. Your, is your cognition uh, right facing arrow? Are you quad right as well? No, I'm, I'm all right, except for my environment is left. Okay. But so even that, I can relate to that, that top left arrow cognition, like how we digest, I'm also right facing. So it's like these kinds of conversations, talking about life experience, that kind of thing. I mean, I'm definitely, I can be a note taker, but I think that that's so strategic and structured that I need to have like more fluidity. So I like totally get what my you're notes saying. are the worst. I can barely read them half the time. Like I purposely write things on the side. I'm like, don't waste paper, Janelle. And I'm over here and here. And I like take pride in it when I open my notebook and it's like a gigantic mess. I'm like, oh man, like, look at this thing here. And look what I wrote here. And I think I like that it's really disorganized, um, which, which makes me laugh because that that's good that I'm okay with it being that way. Um, Speaking of organized and disorganized, I should probably talk about this. If you need help with focus, which I do sometimes because, hey, like I said, I get disorganized. You should try Magic Mind. Yay. I've been trying it for about a week or so. It's this little shot. Um, it tastes good, which freaks me out because I have a weird thing with taste. So I'm happy that it tastes good. Um, it's got matcha, adaptogens, nootropics. It's like this productivity drink. And it is pretty awesome. I tried, I experimented with it in the morning and that was too much for me. Um, I have an undefined spleen. So a lot of times caffeine like really messes with me. Um, but in the afternoon, that's when I'm like, oh, hey, you feel like going to sleep at five because it's dark. So when I take this at like one or two, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I'm not like shaky and wired because I was the first time I tried it. So I want to be honest with everybody. Experiment when when you take it and you don't have to give up your caffeine, which is the best part because I love tea and I don't want to ever stop drinking tea. So I can have my tea. I can have my magic mind in the same day. I have focus. I have productivity. I can do the podcast. Well, so if you'd like to experiment with this with me, go to magicmind.co backslash HD. That is magicmind.co backslash HD. Use code HD20 to get 20% off. I'm so bad at these. 
I want to know the creator of Magic Minds Human Design. I don't know if this happens to you, but anytime a new person comes into my life and then I, I they continually come, like I have to, I'm reminded that they're there. I'm like, what's your design? Who are you? I need to know. Does that happen to you a lot? Are you like, hey, everybody, give me your design? I'm always curious to know just because sometimes I can predict certain things and I find it really interesting that it can be such a subtlety and I can, you know, guess like someone's line or like, oh, do you have the skate activated? And then they mm-hmm. do. And I think it's so fascinating. And then that person always feels really seen. Have you ever looked up someone's chart and you're like, this isn't right. Like somebody that you actually kind of know and you're like, wait. Uh, I think I, <laughs> I have. But also, I also am just aware of conditioning and nuance of like, you know, because sometimes people are like, yeah, I don't resonate with my design. And it's like, well, it could be a couple of things. One, the chart could be wrong because you don't have the correct information, which is like, that's fine. But two, for example, I think a lot of projectors, like just as an example, they're so influenced by the fact that 60 to 70% of the population has their sacral defined. So it's like, they're probably conditioned to grind themselves into productivity and getting done. Oh, we don't done. believe you. When you tell us that we're not yeah. supposed to do that, we don't believe you. Because yeah. our whole yeah. lives, we felt your G-center, your sacral centers, like heavy. Like, oh, oh my God. And so it feels normal to feel that way. Like someone is stepping on your sacral pedal. And then mm. when they leave, it's gone. Like that feels super normal. And so for people to say, oh no, you're you're not here to work or you're not, I'm like, screw you guys. Um, I also have uh, defined in my chart gate 34. So, and I work at a restaurant. So a lot of times when I'm there, I'm like, I know, I know I'm hooked up. Like I know there's somebody here with the 20. There's somebody here with this. Like I'm all over the place with energy. I know it. And I'm really good like I can take a lot of tables. I have a lot, my, my, I can prioritize in my mind. I'm here, I'm there, I'm really good. And that's why, part of the reason when I learned I was a projector, I was like, that's not possible. How am I so good at waiting tables? Oh, because I said, hey, I'm gonna be better than you. Screw you guys, watch me go. Cause that's what projectors do. We say, look at us go. We're faster, we're more efficient, we're better. Like watch, cause we, we want attention. And we're like, look at us, watch us. Um, and then it's, it just becomes, gets to the point where you're like, oh, wait, this isn't right. <laughs> like, this doesn't feel, why am I so tired? And when it wasn't even that hard of a shift, why am I so tired? Why? Why? Oh, because you have inconsistent access to energy. Why am I so tired, even though I only work three days a week? I don't even like to say that out loud. I feel bad, like I'm cheating somehow <laughs> to only work at the restaurant three days a week, especially when all these People are like, oh, I work three doubles in a row, blah, blah. And that would make me disintegrate. So it's taken a lot for me to, just like you said, to, to go, hey, you have, there's a lot of stuff that's around you that's telling you one thing, a lot. And you just have to know that all that stuff isn't for you. It's for everybody, not everybody else, but the sacrals of the world. Um, but we're important too, and we're necessary. It's just... Like it took me a long time to realize I'm, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? That I'm going to be important in this world. Like I'm going to make my mark, but it's not going to be like, I, like, it's not going to look like I thought at all, at all. And like learning that that's okay is like really crazy. So any projectors out there, if you're listening, you can run the answer real, real good. 
you got it. You're good at this, but you shouldn't. <laughs> you should get off every once in a while because you don't have it. So, man, I'm getting like real emotional when I talk to you. I don't know what it is. It's really weird. Really? It's like, <laughs> I, is my presence making you cry? I don't know. I'm I don't like, know what I'm to like, say. It's making me like think about things. And I'm like, oh. maybe it's like this gene key thing. It's like now in my head and I'm like, I got to look at this thing. Um, no, I don't know. It's really weird. Maybe it's because you're a generator, but my husband's a generator and he, and he usually doesn't make me cry. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, Kayla, how's your podcast? And if you great, I made her cry. <laughs> no, it's like, I think I'm just thinking about I've recently come to a lot of conclusions with human design and with my life that feel like they're going to go in a different direction than I've been going. And it seems, it's just like, I think the change part of it is like, oh crap, I'm going that way. Okay, cool. And so I'm just like, it's just exciting. I don't know. It's not like bad. I'm like, I'm happy. I just, okay, I'm going to stop crying. So what time is it? Oh, okay. Great. Grant. I wanted to ask you, um, I do want to talk more about the gene keys, but I want to ask you one thing about like, what is your favorite part about your design right now? It doesn't have to be like all time, but mm -hmm. like right now, what's the thing that you're like, Oh, this is so neat. I really, Ooh, it's funny. Cause I had this question asked to me on a recent podcast interview that I did as well. And I said, my open throat and open Ajna, like I have no definition there. And I have a completely, like I have an undefined head. I've just got Those the 61. Those are my only defined centers. I know. So <laughs> you and I are just like magnetic here. Yeah. So I think that because I have those centers open, my ability to share about human design and gene keys is so fluid. And there really is like this gift of having these undefined centers is like to be able to amplify and have fluidity with that flavor of energy when we share it. And so I feel like I really love that. And the other things too, that have actually been coming up for me that I'm really appreciating and feeling tapped into is my feeling cognition and also just my power view in human design. I feel like my, my feeling cognition, there's been some pretty crazy things that I've experienced in the last few months where intuitively I could like feel it coming, even though I couldn't quite pinpoint how it was going to turn out. I just sort of had this underlying feeling of like okay something's gonna happen and that thing happened and even just the power view as well like really noticing that like the power view is about being able to see like what's working what's not working like who what's winning what's losing like that really black and white like mm -hmm. hierarchy sort of view and the the transferred view is obviously personal so I've been experimenting this, like really being in my personal view when like things are not going to plan or I'm out of alignment and I'm taking things so fucking personally. And then all of a sudden I'm like, and then I zoom out and I'm like, Kayla, you're a six line, zoom out. I zoom out and then all of a sudden I can see what's working, what's not working. And then that feeling cognition kicks in. So it's so interesting to play with that as well. And I feel like that's really been something that's been so obvious for me. And I love it because I've only really dove into the variables fairly recently and I'm not like a me pro too. at it whatsoever. No, me too. But I and definitely know. Awesome. Yeah, I just know enough to share. Yeah. I I'm see when you were saying I'm survival view, but I don't know what my like there's like an opposite, right? That you said that I don't even remember what that is, but I'm sure it's I forget what it is for survival. I, I think it's survival and it might be wanting. I, I think it that is word on my chart wanting yeah so um, survival and wanting and then I'm uh inner vision 
right? That's the cognition mm. that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, see, the thing is, there's so much with human design to get into, but sometimes I get overwhelmed, and that's I think why I was like, I can't even look at gene keys because then you'll you'll like this thing too. I think I'm afraid I'm gonna like it, and then it's like there's just too much going on. It's why I don't have a TikTok because I know it's oh, it's gonna be too much for me. Um, but yeah, I love how you say that if you, if it's an undefined center, like those are the things that you're noticing. Like those are the things you're like, this is really cool about me, this undefined center. A lot of times undefined centers for people are the pieces that they're like, mm, these are parts of me that are bad. And these are the parts of me that are good. And it's just, it's like, no, 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 no. And this is interesting. Remember how I said earlier, there was someone I knew who I saw their chart and I was like, this isn't it, right? This guy is very confident in himself, but not in a way that comes off as like overly cocky. And he's very mellow and he never really seems, I'm like, do you have, do you get anxious ever about things? He's like, no, not really. Um, and he's completely open head, completely open heart. And I was like, huh, like, are you just so damn wise about this shit that you just don't even, like you didn't, you don't know this about you, that you're not supposed to be this confident and you're not supposed to not have anxiety ever. Like, hello. And I didn't say this to him, but in my head, I'm like, at first I was like, maybe his birth time was wrong. And then I'm like, you know what? Actually, he could actually just be really wise in these places and have gained confidence by holding space for others. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you, because like, you have seven centers undefined and so do I. And so it's like when I think when we can really understand from a human design lens, like no matter what center we're picking up this energy, it's like, is that mine or is that yours? Like, am I having a an undefined experience energetically within me or am yeah. I picking up on your emotion or your splenic center or your throat center and so on? And I think that that awareness and being able to differentiate is what can allow somebody to like be confident because then they know this is my energy. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, and, and it's it's just cool to think about because this guy has no idea what human design is. He doesn't care about it. I've, I've told him a few things. I work with him and he's and he, he's nice enough and he'll listen to me and sometimes he'll come ask me questions, but I know he doesn't care. But at the same time, it's cool to look at somebody and be like, oh, like you got really wise about this. And now I want to ask him a lot of questions, which would be too much, too much of me prying as a projector, especially, but <laughs> Um, I want to be like, what was your childhood like? So what's your conditioning, huh? <laughs> and people are just like, what are you talking about, Chanel? So yes, I love that undefined centers are here to be celebrated. And that's where a lot of the stuff is. That's where a lot of, I, I actually don't really think a lot about my defined centers or really pay attention to them or read about them or think about them, or post about them or anything. I'm just like, oh, they're there. Throat Ajna, cool. That's what I got. But the other ones, I'm like, oh, what's going on today? What's going on in the transits? What, what's happening here? And because those can really throw the energy and that's why I pay so much attention to them. But I guess I need to pay attention to my throat and my Aja too, because the defined centers are great. They just, it just feels like they're just, that's, that's the part of you that's obviously consistent, constant. And you're like, okay, this feels, this feels right. It actually took me a while to get into my defined throat. I was very quiet my whole life growing up, very quiet, very shy. And when I learned that I have like really a lot of my design is talking <laughs> and sharing 
And this was the only way that I really feel comfortable. I don't like to make like words, posts or blogs or any words. Like I can't, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit like this. And I can't, like when I sit down and write something down, I'm like, this sounds really stupid. But then when I say, I, I use it as notes and I'm like, oh, look at that. Okay, cool. And I keep talking. Then it sounds good. It sounds genuine. I don't like to sound fake and I don't like, and I don't like to sound rehearsed which creeps me out because it used to be very like I used to be real weird about like what was my voice sound like what words am I picking like this that and the other and now I'm like whatever like just say whatever you want however order it comes out and I know sometimes I sound crazy but who cares I have the 43 but I don't have the 23 so this is what you get I don't know how to get it out here but it's eventually it gets out here um Okay, so I know we we kind of touched on the gene keys, but I wanted to. You seemed really excited about it when we were emailing, and so I wanted to ask you if there's anything else like you wanted to share about the gene keys, or if there's something in particular that you were excited about, or if anyone's like, "Hey, how do I? How do I know that it's the same stuff as like your human design chart, right? You can go and look at the gates the same way, or do you have to do like a different?" So you can go, so you'll need your same birth information as you would use for human design. And you can go to the Gene Keys website and pull up your holographic profile. And there's a ton of information that you can gain there. And also you can, if you're on Genetic Matrix, I don't use other platforms, but on Genetic Matrix, you can use the drop-down menu if you have a pro account and you can go to your Gene Keys profile and it'll show up there. It'll just automatically pull those 11 planets that I talked about into the into your gene keys so that's that's how you can access that and in terms of like obviously i i'm sharing a lot of content right now about the gene keys there's a ton on the gene keys website um there's lots of free resources there which i think is great because sometimes i feel like you can find human design content like you can google you can find it but it's a little bit elite and like gatekeepy in a way where i feel like You know, it's just, that's why I have so many podcast episodes that I'm talking about human design and being super fluid with it because that's, it's just, it's not as accessible, but I love that on the Gene Keys website in particular, there's a ton of free resources for people. And I'm all about accessibility. I've got a four line in my Jupiter and it's like that wanting to like give and that connection and networking, like that's totally part of how I show up as an entrepreneur. So that kind of answers the question about, you know, where you can find your gene keys but did you want me to dive into a little bit more about like how you can use your gene keys yeah, i feel like yeah. that's a really big question yeah, yeah of course i mean you as much as you want to talk as little as you want to talk i know with human design sometimes it can be a lot but yeah <laughs> i feel like the gene keys is such a beautiful tool to really come home to ourselves from a gentle place like the way that we use the gene keys you know obviously you pull up your chart you're going to see these different pathways and connections and it's it'll be overwhelming but it's less overwhelming than looking at a human design chart I can tell you that oh well then I have to look because yeah yes oh for sure so I think that the biggest thing when you approach the gene keys it's I feel like human design is very mental. It's like, oh, this information information and then it kind of falls into the body you start embodying it but with the gene keys you really want to practice what we call the art of contemplation. And this is something that Richard teaches. So I'm not going to take credit for this, but the art of contemplation is really being curious 
it's really diving into the gentleness of how we experiencing our shadows and our gifts and so on and how they show up in our life. And it's really about being intentional. Whereas when we're looking at like, we're experiencing a particular shadow, maybe we're having a conversation or a conflict with someone, or, you know, we're in a certain season of our life where things just feel really shitty and unproductive, whatever it is. And it's really just looking at you know, having compassion for ourselves and having this experience and being curious about it and being willing to pause and pivot and merge into, you know, that gift or a different way of seeing the situation. Like it's a lot about perspective. I feel like you would actually love this being a mental projector. You're like kind of sitting there grinning and I'm like, okay, this is just like food for you to find. My business partner, when we do our, our transit podcast together, she always shares the shadow and the gift of the gates that we're talking about. And I know she gets this from gene keys because not, they don't really use those words in human design. And every time we are talking about the gate and I'm like, I don't really know like how I feel about this one. I don't really know. I don't don't know if I get it. And I'm like, Rebecca, tell me the shadows and the gifts, please. And then she says it. And I'm like, oh, I get this thing now. So I, you're probably right. (laughs) I get so like freaked out when I don't know what it is about me that I'm very much, I like things the way that I like them. Maybe it's the six line. And once I find something I like, I'm like in that thing and I don't want anything else to come in. And like, Do you have closed taste in your cognition? No, I'm alternating appetite. Mm, okay. I was going to say, maybe you like know what you like that you just, but maybe you can alternate between human design and gene keys. Like I'm going to try. Them. I think I feel like I just get really easily overwhelmed because mm. This stuff is exciting to me. And I know when I look at the gene keys, I'll get some of it because I have this background knowledge. I'm like, oh, I get this. Like, oh, this is cool. And then I'm going to, I don't know. I, I, uh, I like literally see my brain exploding, but I might be okay with it. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure I'll, after we get off, I'll look at my, what'd you call it? Golden path? Yeah. So the golden path is the, all three sequences. And, you know, I think I can talk a little bit about each of the sequences, just kind of give perspective on that if you want me to. Yeah. Okay. The activation sequence, the first one that we go through, usually when you look this up, you're going to see it's in green and then the Venus sequence is in red and the pearl sequence is in blue, just to kind of like give people a visual in their mind. And the activation sequence is the incarnation cross, like I mentioned, but it's, it's very much about getting physically grounded and developing a core stability within yourself with those energetic frequencies that you get from those four first spheres. So when you come into your unconscious earth in human design, your unconscious earth, and also in gene keys, this is your purpose sphere, and it's connecting to the Venus sequence, which is all about opening your heart. So when you come into the purpose sphere, like that's really what you're, who you're here to be and how you're here to show up. It's not about doing more shit. It's really about those energetic frequencies that you're here to give to others. And so when you develop this physical, like core stability with, through your activation sequence, which is about your physical experience in the 3d realm, Mm -hmm. you go into the Venus sequence, which is about opening your heart. Right. So this is like going into the unconscious planets, which obviously is like the genetic imprinting and from a human design lens, 88 days before on the design date, before the day that you're born. And it's like your ancestral wounding that comes up that you're here to karmically alchemize through your relationships. So like the Venus sequence is some deep shit. Like I'm just <laughs> say that right now but it's so it's so beautiful because when we can come back and really see our inner child and really witness like the patterns that we've experienced in our childhood and in our teens 
and we can really start to like forgive ourselves and be connected this is why yeah. I don't want to do it. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I don't like inner child stuff. I don't, it, it, it annoys, I, I don't think I need it. And that's wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. It's just, whenever people talk about child, inner child stuff, I'm like, mm, I don't want to, yeah. that happened. That was in the past. I don't need to think about any of that. And that's totally. And you know mindset. what, honestly, you can go like, when you get into the Venus weekends, you can go as deep as you want, but ultimately it really is just you discovering your version of unconditional love. No, I need and, to, yeah. like, I need to look at that stuff. I just, I get very much like mm, other people need to do that. You don't need to do that. You can do with these other things. Meditation is safe. Yoga. You don't need to look at yourself. Like that's, that's, you don't need to do that. Like that's very much how I get in my head. And I know that it's not correct. And I think that's part of the reason why the gene keys has always made me go like this is because I'm like, dang it. Now I'm going to have to look at stuff and feel oh. stuff. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> so thank you. Cause now I'm going to do it. Good. Maybe this was a sign or conversation. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to have to look at stuff and go, Oh, cause like, this is the deal when it comes with, to like childhood conditioning, my parents were alcoholics. So I'm like, okay, I know I have a lot. There's a whole laundry list of stuff that comes with that. I get it. And then I, that's where I stop because I'm like, I already know what I know everything. I know everything that's wrong with me. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to revisit it, but I, I also grew up with an alcoholic dad and ex-stepmom. And so it's really interesting because when I started to get into the gene keys and I started to look at the energetic imprinting that I had between those years of when I was like with my, my stepdad or my, sorry, my stepmom and my dad, I could see how fucking obvious it was of those frequencies showing up. And it's like, I know it's kind of cringe, right? But, but it really did allow me to have compassion for myself and not make myself wrong and be like shit this is my soul contract this is what I was Mm -hmm. supposed to go through right so it's yeah yeah, it's definitely it really is about the heart right so like the levels the activation the what was the second one so activation and then we go into the venus sequence and then the pearl sequence yes is all about and the pearl sequence reconnects with the activation sequence so people will see that once they look up their gene keys chart but the pearl sequence, I, like I mentioned, it is about prosperity. It's about, but it's about how you're designed to be of service to the world, to the collective. And it's about synarchy and just eliminating the ego of hierarchies and looking at, you know, your gifts and coming back to simplicity. You know, like we talked about this beginning of our conversation where it's like, you know, we see these themes in the coaching industry where it's like money, money, money. And then it's, that's just not sustainable. We see it, we see it crashing and things are crumbling and things are changing for the better. And it's like, well, ultimately we all started this because we wanted to help people. And that's really what the pearl sequence comes back to. And then it it ties back into the activation sequence. So it's not like you just experienced the gene keys one time there, you can experience all of these frequencies and pathways in a single day, in a single oh, hour okay. or, in a, ask, or in a year. Like, is it like, oh, no. I thought it was like a time if, frame of life. Like the no, because if, if you think <laughs> about, if you think about human design, like your definition that you have in your gates and in your channels and defined centers, like that's always present. Mm-hmm. And some days are going to be in the gifts. Some days are in the shadow. Some days are in the city, right? And then you have the influences of the transit. But I feel like the gene keys are, consistent in the sense that it's just those 11 planets it's not influenced by the transits, but then you can go really deep into the flavor of what each of those planets represents so does that bring a bit more clarity I feel like I feel like I'm like hooking you into this 
you're gonna be I feel like I got you Janelle <laughs> no you're totally right um you do and I'll probably me- message my business partner after this and she'll be like yeah Janelle if you ever want to talk about GKs I got it I got this and path points and sure one line she's got it oh my god and it's perfect because I hate that stuff and I and she loves it and so she'll be like oh yeah I'll put together this quick 10 page pdf and I'm like like I can I can barely put together two paragraphs and I'm like oh look at look what I wrote it took me two days and it's just like it's crazy because I think that's part of the reason why I'm like this with it is because I'm like I have to study I don't want to study but I know I'll like it so that's what it is um and again just like you said if you're into human design and you want to like look at the gene keys stuff, you can go back and forth. You can get a little pieces and then, cause it's a lot of information. We know this as people who are into human design, it's a lot. And you're not going to learn it all at once. Even if you're first sign, you're going to try, but you're not. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm excited that we talked about this because I've been pretty human design centric, especially on this podcast. So I'm like that we're like venturing because you know, I like things to be different and and off, you know. Okay, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna look at my chart after this. But also, uh, tell people where they can find you on all the places and all the things. And yes. What, what you got going on? Yes. So you can connect with me. We'll have the links in the show notes. But I'm Kayla G on Instagram, KaylaG.com for my website. I have my podcast channel, Living in Fierce Alignment, and I have a ton of human design and gene keys episodes on there. And I'm very fluid between the both of them. So when you listen, it's like if you're human design, if you have that foundation, it's going to be so much easier for you to understand the gene keys, just like you today, Janelle. You were like, oh, this and this, and you made those connections. And I'll have, uh, there'll be a resource for any freebies that you want to grab. Like I've really put together my free content so that people can, yeah. So that you can grab whatever you need to learn more. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about this happening in December onward is I created a Gene Keys business guide. So if you have entrepreneurs who are interested in bringing this work into their, their, their careers or their businesses. This is something that I'm really passionate about. And I definitely dive deeper into, we talked about the flavors of the gene keys today and I dive deeper into that and how you can really ignite this in your business. And I feel like that's like such an authentic expression for people mm-hmm. rather than looking and like, oh, I'm going to do it. This successful person did it or this successful person. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's in you. It's here. So that's my gene keys business guide. So I think we'll have the link for that as well in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's coming out. So that's all my things. And I just want to thank you again for having me on Janelle and having this conversation. It was, yeah, it was really fun. And it was really cool to just bounce back and forth between human design and gene keys. Cause that's what I'm most excited about. I don't just want to be like one thing, but I can be two things, gene keys and human design and like share that with people. Cause it excites me. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to figure out how to mesh them together and then maybe I'll, I will, I won't be as overwhelmed, but this is to show you all that we're human beings and that things can overwhelm us and be like, whoa, this is too much. I, I can't do this right now, but then you come back to it. Like that's what's going to happen. It's going to grab me. I already know. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I love having new guests on and people on that are talking about something different and new that I don't really know a whole lot about. So, and you, I used to be freaked out having people on that knew more than me or different than me or whatever than me. And now I'm just like, this is so that <laughs> I can learn. Um, so thanks y'all for listening. Um, If you ever have questions or comments, you know where to find me. I love you.
my guests and my listeners because like this has been one of the coolest things I've ever done is this podcast. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.